Somehow. Somehow. I'm not even going to ask you to stand because I'm going to get right into this thing. Amen. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. It reads like this. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. God, we need a word. Speak to us that we might be spoken to. Lord God, we need a fresh anointing. God, we want your spirit to have free reign in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh man, we're going to make it somehow. I just want to talk about let's press for progress. Let's press for progress. You know, I thought a lot. Uh, what was awesome was on, on last Sunday, uh, while we weren't here, I took the opportunity uh, to visit another church in Richmond. And uh, it's amazing because uh, I hadn't been to that church in some years. I, I had at one time uh, uh, preached there some time ago, and it's an historical church. And uh, they had the pastor now and uh, got a chance to meet talk to him but what was amazing was to be there and they had the choir singing and I said man then to come and here we might not have the piano or the keyboard or the drums going but we were able to pick up something old school Amen. amen and sing unto the Lord Something about being able to worship and sing together just does something to you. And so I'm excited and looking forward to being able to do that again here. Amen. Don't know what that's going to look like, but some way, somehow, get some live music. Amen. Back in, in, in the house of God. But when you talk about progress, I even jotted down myself a couple of questions. What is the plan you have for your life? Do you have one? Statistics say most people do not. They say that more people will plan out a vacation than they do their own life. I mean to be strategic and to sit down and map out where you want your life to be this time next year. I'm not talking about making these vain and bogus uh, resolutions. Uh, because I, I was listening to a preacher friend the other day. He said, why every year we talk about a new me, a new year, a new start? Uh, 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 we, we, you, you, you need to just touch up and work on what you started. We, we, we want to just hit pause and stop and keep talking about something new where we've never worked on what we said. You know, you've heard me say it before. We join, the, we join the gym, pay our fees, but then we don't go. Or we make all these promises, uh, say we're going to do all these things, and we don't do them. And, 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 and do you have a plan? When you go on vacation, what do you do? You get all excited. 
You get a list. I got to have this. I, I got to have the, uh, my, my toothbrush. I got to have my hair dryer. Got to have this many outfits. I, I, I got to, when we get there, we're going to go on this excursion. We're going to visit this place. We're going to do that. And you start paying your money, paying your money, and did everything. When you get there, you have a great time. But when it comes to our life, where do I, how do I want to spend 2023? I don't know that many of us have taken the time to think about it. Where do I want my, because here's what happens. Most of us, and this is a sad commentary, when we don't have anywhere to be intentionally in our lives, we just kind of wing it day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. Whatever happens, happens. If we do this, we do. There's no intentionality. See, I have, I have an unofficial bucket list um, uh, of things I want to accomplish and do in life. That's, that's just me. There's so many things that I want to do in life. God willing, he give me breath, energy, time, and resources. I'm going to do them. Last night, I got something checked off of my bucket list. Yeah. So at 1.30 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, was I asleep? No. I was in D.C. But because I love God, I got a job to do. It's 11 o'clock and guess where I am? I'm in Montrose. I didn't get home till almost 4 a.m. But I checked something off my bucket list. I went to my first professional boxing match. Had the greatest time. But it was something that I wanted to do. I had to make some sacrifices. Maybe that's not what you want to do, and that's all right. What is it you want to do? See, so many folk can look at other people and judge them on things that they're doing or not doing. But then so many of us accept the fact that we make no decisions at all. I think making no decision is a bad decision. We got to press for progress. When you look at yourself right now, this is is what's amazing to me. We judge our lives by other people, which we need to first of all stop doing. So if you're in the same place as you were last year, there's something wrong with that because you don't necessarily have to run. A slow walk will still get you there. It's it's, it's about what do I want to do? And and they say the the journey of a million, uh, of a thousand miles starts with what? The first step. But here's the problem. When we look at a church and we talk about progress, a church is only as good as the component that's made up of. So if we have members or individuals who are stagnant and don't want to do anything, then as a church, how do you think we're going to get to the next level? Ah. So if you don't have progress in your home, in your life, and in your relationship, you're going to bring that same level of staleness into the church. Yeah, y'all, see, see, this is what's funny. See, sometimes I wish we could switch roles 
And I wish that some people could not only spiritually see what I see, but physically see what I see. And I don't mean this to hurt anybody's feelings, but sometimes it's got to be said. Some people come into church looking like somebody stole their breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they come into church looking for a praise, but didn't bring a praise. How does that work? Have you ever gone to the bank to get money out and you didn't put any in? Yeah. You come to church looking for a blessing, but don't want to be a blessing. It's stagnant has to change because it's about movement. You know the worst thing? You, how many people love to swim? I know I like to swim. I don't got two people. Okay. So I, this might be a bad example. <laughs> but, but if you were one to, I'll, I'll take a pool any day over a river or whatever, but the worst thing you can do is jump into a body of water that has no movement. You asking for problems. Because the water needs to be stirred up and moved in a flowing body of water to keep all of those, that, 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 that germ and toxins and algae and all the stuff that goes in it. You don't want to be a part of things that are stationary and stagnant. And, 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 and so as we come into this new year, everybody, just about everybody said, I want a new year a new me, and things are going to be so different. And then guess what we do? The same stuff, the same way. Like they say, same time, same channel, same stuff. But then they say we want progress. How can you have, we touched on this uh, the last Wednesday of the year. Some people don't understand how important it is to move forward. Amen. We talked about how many of you uh, got to work by way of a horse. <laughs> but that's what they used to do. But because times moved and things progressed and people got smarter, more intelligent, and, and, and technology came in, we normally drive a car. Or in some people's case, uh, Deacon Pratt ride the motorcycle. But either way, we're not on a horse because progress came in. And so then we as a people, it, it talks about this in the word, that, that, that you, there comes a point where what's behind you. How scary is it that something behind you trips you up? Oh, we missed that. Something behind you trips you up. One of the things I do uh, uh, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm mentoring young preachers, young pastors, is I tell them this. And, and some of you probably can see this about me. If, if ever any former pastor comes into this church or is even on the prayer line, I'm going to show them honor and respect. Whether I know them personally or not, because it's the right thing to do. They're behind me, but I owe them that honor. Because watch this. When you dishonor some of those who are behind you, 
it can cause dissension and division in the direction of what you're going. And I tell them, don't go up in no church talking that stuff about what the former pastor didn't do and how they was old and didn't understand and this, that, and the other. Because if they hadn't done what they'd done, you wouldn't be where you are now. They might not have done a lot of things right, but they paved the way. So you give honor. Don't let what's behind you trip you up. You know how crazy you look if you spend more time looking in your rearview mirror than you do out of your windshield. Accident waiting to happen. Am I right? They teach you in driving school you are to glance at your rear view. Take a quick peek. Oh, that's behind me. But I got to focus here. Why am I saying all this? Because some folk just love to talk about yesteryear. And that's great because anybody know me, I love it. I sit there and I talk with the best of them day and night about the old time. I'm a history buff. But I look at history as a way to help me advance, to move forward. Watch this. Can I suggest to you that you do something different this year while you talking about these resolutions? Let's stop with making new resolutions. And let's start being committed to our commitments. Let's start being committed to our commitments. I even brought it up. I said, think about this, progress. So many people just do things haphazardly and happenstance, even in our giving. A lot of people would just say, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to give whatever I feel like giving today. No rhyme, no reason. If I got $2 in my pocket, I might give 20 this week. I might give 100 next week. I might give nothing the next three weeks. I just do whatever. There's no commitment. Now, I said, how important would it be if one day you woke up and you said, I'm going to be committed to X, Y, Z. And I'm going to make sure that that happens. This year, I'm going above and beyond what I did last year because I keep getting increases in my Social Security. I keep getting pay raises. But I'm still giving what I was giving in 85. No progress. Don't want to commit to doing something different. I'm only challenging you to be intentional and purposeful about what you're doing. Have a reason for it. And then stay committed. Look, a lot of people just, just love to start something. We're great at starting something. But boy, we sure get weak when it comes to the finish. You know, one of the dangers, one of the dangers, Deacon Cummins, I tell people about having a meeting where it's an open floor meeting, is you're going to get 30 folk that give you 30 ideas and 29 that just want to talk about the idea. So now we're more confused. Because now we've got 30 ideas. Oh, let's do this. Oh, that's look great. Oh, let's paint. Oh, oh I, should, I shouldn't even say this. But then you'll have people who are not even committed to your cause and to your mission. They'll show up for the meeting. They'll say, let's paint these walls purple. And then they get everybody on board. And then we paint the walls purple because they came up with the idea. And we voted on it. And then guess what happens? 
they gone. They gone, and we don't see them till the next meeting. And then everybody gets in the church and says, that show is ugly. What in the, why we got purple walls? And you got to be careful about the direction that you're going and the voices that you hear because everybody is not committed. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, and so you, you understand then uh, uh, when, when you're committed, you do a little bit extra and you do things that others don't do. And, and I'm speaking to leaders because at some point leaders got to be what? They got to come before and make that commitment to say, I'm going to serve in this capacity. Here's what's scary. Don't serve in a leadership capacity if you aren't going to be committed to pray. Amen. If you aren't going to be committed to reading your Bible. If you're not committed to coming to services. Yeah. yeah, because what happens is, and I found this out, see, I studied this stuff. You got some folk that only come when they serve. Right. You got some preachers who only read the Bible to preach, but never to get revelation for themselves. Oh, that's dangerous, Reverend John. If you only study the Bible to give out, and never to take in. I question your commitment. Amen. So be committed to something. See, so, look, some of y'all got projects right now. Y'all talk about spring cleaning. Oh, I'm going to get the garage cleaned up. And I'm going to get it straight. Well, you said that how many years ago? <laughs> this year, make it happen. Be intentional about it. Right? Oh, I'm going to get my car washed. This year, it's been so long. Your car is is what? Uh, it, it, it was white when you bought it. But now it's like blue because we can't tell. It ain't been washed in so long. But I'm just saying, see something through. Make a date with some of these things. Let, let's, let's stop having open plans. But so be committed to your commitment. Watch this. The decisions that you make today are going to become the stories you tell tomorrow. Wow. What decisions are you making right now? They're going to impact your life for the future. Right. All right, I can better help you. I can better help you. This is another New Year type thing that they talk about. I'm going to eat better. How many said that? I'm going to eat better. I'm going to do such and such. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. Because watch this. At some point in your life, or really all of your life, but at some point until it clicks with you, you got to understand that sometimes your health is your wealth. So what you're doing today is going to affect you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's all right. You got diabetes. It's all right. Keep on eating that cake. Yeah. Eat that pie. Put the ice cream on it. Use up the whole bottle of whipped cream while you're at it. Put the cherry on it. That's fine. And it's funny now. Until a year later, because you kept doing it, you kept doing it, now you're 30 pounds heavier, Gout and kicked in. 
<laughs> Blood pressure up. Now the doctor talking about your A1C so high. If you don't get it down, we'll take two of your toes. Man, it ain't funny no more. But here's the thing. The doctor told you this stuff 12 years ago. You didn't listen. So your decisions today will determine the stories you tell tomorrow. Or I could say it differently, the lack thereof. Because when you make poor decisions, you got to live with it. That's your, look, you signed up at your job, and your job said, here's the 401k plan. You can put in up to 5%. And we'll match it. And then in 30 years, you'll have $200,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you say? I'm taking no 5% out. Pre-tax out my check. I need that money. That's my spending money, my entertainment money. So then guess what happened? Time to retire. Right. And you look for your 401k, and it's not even okay. Who you mad at? You made a decision. I hope I'm talking to somebody. I'm going to leave you with this. Too many people get upset about the fruit, meaning the manifestation, but they never get upset with the seed. Oh, yeah. Too many people hate the way the outcome looks. But in order to get the outcome, there has to be a beginning. So we get mad when something doesn't look right, but we should be getting more frustrated with why we never changed our behaviors, our mindsets, and our direction in order to get to the fruit. See, let me say it differently. A whole lot of people looking for a ship to come in. You never sent one out. Ah. So you're looking for something. That you never put into. Ah, but so many people get stuck. Listen, listen, listen. All of us got a past. All of us. All of us have been hurt. You know how many people tell me they don't come to church anymore because they were hurt? Oh, yeah, we get quiet. They say, I don't come to church. That church hurt is real. Yeah, yeah, it's real. But you also hurt a lot of people. You did. In my lifetime, I have. Let's start taking some accountability. And let's learn to move past our past. Because the Bible says we got to start reaching forward to the things of God. It doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I'm not diminishing anybody's past. I'm not, I don't want us to downplay that for one second. There's some folk in here that have been through some stuff and they are hurting. Yes. But God gave us another day. Gave us another opportunity to be here. Let's start focusing on the seeds now that we're planting. Because what you plant today is what's going to grow. So you got to sow today what you plan on reaping tomorrow. So when you're sowing 
uh, uh, like I said before, you're not putting in any money, don't expect to get anything out. You walking around with that mean, ugly attitude, and then you wondering why people stop opening doors for you, why people stop speaking to you, maybe you ought to check yourself. Maybe, 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 maybe. It's you. It's what you're putting out there. And I said on this Sunday when we come back for our first Sunday, when so many people are talking about resolution, let's talk about uh, uh, where we can get to and how we can get there. Let's take a pause, take a deep breath, blow it out, and say, God, let's, let's go into this new year with the fresh attitude, with a different mindset that we're going to stay committed to. We're not going to start something. And then just play with it. God, we want to be serious. How would your house look if all they did was lay the foundation? Right. And never put any more bricks. How would your house look with the foundation and the bricks, but they never put any windows? You got to finish it. It's a process. And I'm just asking that each of us take that hard, serious look at ourselves and say, where do I want to be? And God helped me get there. Get there. I'm glad the brother I'm going to leave with there. He said he's going to be going to therapy. And one of the things I know about therapy is it's not easy. Because they're going to try to pull you in a way you don't want to go. They're going to try to move something that might ain't moved in a minute. And it's necessary. But it's painful. But it's necessary. And so I think we're in that position where God is asking us. He's, we, we're in some therapy. God is trying to, we, we're trying to figure out, God, where do you want us to go? God pulling us. He's trying to pull us back. Then God goes, oh, going the wrong way. Let's, let's do this. And so I think that's what this year is going to look like for a minute until we get it right. And I'm just so thankful and optimistic that God is, is calling us to move forward. And to just glance every now and again at what's behind us. Amen. Amen.